Hello and welcome along to episode 45 of the All Things Least podcast with myself, Ed McIntyre. And uh, joining me, as always, in the studio is my co-host, Charles Foster. Hello. Hi, mate. You alright? Yeah, not bad, not bad. One year. One, one year. year. We've been one doing year. these podcasts. This <laughs> week marks one year since it, it we started feel, the It feels like it's been far longer than one year. <laughs> it does, It does, doesn't it? Leeds United, mate. I feel as though if we're doing a podcast on any other club, it wouldn't feel like that. But no, nowhere near as stressful <laughs> as following this club yeah. is, that's for sure. One year. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. One yeah. time, yeah. yeah. One year anniversary of, of the podcast this week. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later on. Um, but also joining us in the studio, uh, if you don't know him, you'll definitely know his paintings in and around Leeds. Uh, in and around Leeds. Uh, he's got many names on Twitter. It's at Pants Danny. He's known as the Burley Banksy, but his actual name, Andy McVeigh, is, is here. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Straight from work, so um, apology for the slightly formal dress. No worries, no worries. Are you good? Are you good? I'm good, I'm good, yeah. I'm a bit tired, but I've had some coffee. I've had sausage, eggs and chips. Good tea, that. In Morrison's classic tea. <laughs> the classic tea. You can't beat sausage, eggs and chips in Morrison's, and I'm here, and I'm ready to go now. <laughs> Fueled up. Really do appreciate you yeah, uh, right, being here, right. make, making nice your debut on the All Things Leeds podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, of course, we'll look back on uh, Leeds United's last couple of games. That uh, 2-1 win uh, away at Luton last Saturday and a uh, 1-0 win uh, away at Reading on Tuesday night. So we'll also look at the Leeds United under-23s and some other bits of news as well uh, before looking ahead to Leeds United's next game against Middlesbrough at Ellen Road this Saturday. Plenty of stuff coming up here on the All Things Leeds podcast. <laughs> We're back, we're back. One year, I, I honestly cannot believe it's one year since we started doing these podcasts. We've obviously missed off seven weeks, otherwise it would be episode 52. Right? Yeah, because we'd, we'd have been seriously struggling for material over, yeah. the, uh, over the summer holidays when there's yeah. no the kind of rumours or anything like that. And also Christmas as well, we, we, we weren't doing podcasts over Christmas because the studio was closed. So. Yes, that was, um, we did struggle to do them then as well. Yeah, but we only missed seven, which you know, isn't too we're, bad. We're still classing this as the anniversary. So. Yeah, well it is the anniversary, <laughs> one, one year this week since we, uh, since we started doing these podcasts and uh, what a journey it's been. Thank you. Thank you uh, to you, Charles, for joining me uh, regularly in the studio. Really, really do appreciate it. I probably don't tell you enough how much I appreciate you coming up here for free. No, we we do it for free. We don't get paid for, for <laughs> any of this. It's a beautiful so. moment here. I know, beautiful. it's really emotional. <laughs> probably the nicest thing he's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Uh, but thank you as well to uh, everyone who tunes in every week to, to listen or watch. We're, of course, on uh, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, thank you to everyone who, who, who tunes in. We really do appreciate the support. Um, here's to the next year. Here's yeah. to the next year. Here's to the next year. Um, of course, uh, here... We had to make this episode special, so we bring in uh, Andy McVeigh of the Burley Banksy. Uh, hello, m- more formal welcome to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so where did the name Burley Banksy come from? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Somebody was asking me that the other day. Um, I, I, I was vaguely aware that I might have come up with it, but then my mate Kerry said, no, she came up with it. And then my mate Paul the other day got um, annoyed with me when we were watching the Luton game because he, he said he came up, came up with it. So I really don't know. Um, but it, it's I don't know I'm from Burley and I'm sure my friend Kerry said you like a really crap Banksy basically <laughs> you know without without the fame and without any money and kudos and all the rest of it and, and she just sort of said it as a Mickey tape really and she said yeah. you've got to start putting your name on these boxes I suppose like you know, you've got to sign them somehow kind of thing and I didn't want to put my real name on them really so and you didn't want to put your Twitter name on it. <laughs> no, well I did. No, I did start doing that eventually. Yeah, but, yeah I've, um, seen, I've seen the one with the at pants, Danny. Yeah, on. my mate said, "Well, you should do that, really." So I kind of gave in in the end. But Danny's my son, you see, and pants is an old nickname of mine that I have always had for a long time because I <laughs> once said when I was about seventeen, "Oh, pants." 
instead of saying oh crap or something I just said oh and then for ever, just one of them things that you cannot get rid of for the rest <laughs> of your life which one do you prefer if someone was, would stop you in the street what would you prefer Andy's fine Andy's <laughs> fine yeah. Andy Sorry, I, I, I know someone called uh, <laughs> whose nickname was Jimmy Two Belts because I noticed he, was a party, he came to a party once wearing literally two full belts around his waist <laughs> I still don't know why but he, he got that nickname he's had it for years <laughs> yeah you can't I saw Greg Davids Greg Davids comedy sketch once and he said um one lad at his school was called Mumbo, and it was, and we were trying to work out what it was. I thought it was something to do with Dumbo, big ears, and it was because his mum had B.O. So it was really smelly. So this poor lad, this poor lad called Mumbo. <laughs> Mumbo of the rest, it wasn't even his fault. <laughs> Which I was sick of it. So nicknames are funny, to be fair. <laughs> I don't think I have a nickname at all. I, 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 so I there's a few nicknames in the squad, isn't there? Because you've got uh, Alioski, whose name's actually Esjam, but he goes by Gianni. Uh, Luke, Luke Kaling. Kaling gets Bill, don't they? I don't know Does why. He yeah, I've heard that. What's the Bill for? It, because when he, when he was in Arsenal's academy, they all used to call each other Bill for a joke, but for some reason it only stuck with him. So <laughs> everyone calls him Bill. <laughs> it's weird, well, isn't it? There's worse names, isn't there? Uh, uh, well, of course, uh, Andy, you are, you are a big Legion United fan. None of all things these podcasts when people are making a first appearance. We'd like to know how the journey started supporting Legion United. So uh, where did it all begin for you? So with me, it were, my dad wanted into football out like that, which is the usual way. And he's actually sort of supports Huddersfield because we were born sort of that way, really, my dad. But I went to my first game, age 10, I think it was, and we got hammered in 1980. That's how old I am. We got hammered 4-1. Um, and I was in the boys' pen, and it were fifty p to get in. Really? Which were which were right next to Cop between East Ham and Cop. There was a little bit, and it were horrible. And Peter Shilton got coins chucked at him throughout the entire game. He <laughs> made about twenty seven quid by the time he got home. And there were a fight between Leeds fans in in the boys' pen. I remember that, and it were it was pretty horrible atmosphere. And I think it put me off to be honest. I'm only yeah. really little. And then I started going in mid eighties with you know like three or four mates. And it was that cliched thing, you fall you, you fall in love with it, don't you? The noise of it, the atmosphere of it, the It's how they get you. It is, it is, it sucks you in and you know, you wish, God, why did I bother? <laughs> lifetime of misery has come from this one game. Yeah. But I do remember that kind of thing of like live sport is an amazing thing, isn't it? It's like you're witnessing oh, that's the, great. It, you can't beat that, can you? You know. No. It's not like watching it on the telly, you, you kind of you, it's like everyone goes on about that West Brom game last season, and it's much more special, for, I think, for people who were there because me oh, and you yeah. were there, and that was really, really <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Like because we, we, we got like we got beat off QPR at the weekend, yeah, like, yeah. Hill, and it, like, yeah. like terrible, probably one of the worst games of the season, and then like three days later, hammered West Brom, who we were like promotion contenders four 0 sixteen yeah. seconds, sixteen well. second goal. Yeah. I mean, the I mean, it's, that, that, the atmosphere was amazing that night. Yeah, right? I mean, that's what you go for, isn't it? The atmosphere. I yeah. mean, people who go to away games, they spend so much money on away games. Like people who go to every single Leeds United game, they probably don't want to spend that much money, but they go because they, they, they just love it. You they go just in for it. atmosphere away. Yeah. You really, are. it's like the like Ellen Road used to be at home. I mean, the atmosphere is getting better now. I think definitely, it's definitely improved. But when I were on COP in mid eighties and especially late eighties when we were good and Strack and Kem and we started going you would it were an amazing atmosphere and you you would I mean it would, you were swaying everywhere, you'd go flying when you scored, you know, like but it were never dangerous, you know. It there was like a everyone would pick you up as soon as you fell over. You know, fell over occasionally. But no one got trampled and it, it wasn't <laughs> dangerous really. Yeah. And it now was it just is. quite intoxicating, do you know what I mean? All that, especially when you're sort of teenager and that. And, yeah. And that hooks you in, then, and then you, yeah. you buggered out you for life, unfortunately. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was your first game against you. Yeah. That you first you one flat. in 1980 with Forest, and then I can't, I think the one that really sucked me in when I were in my teens was, I think it was Plymouth. I 
got a vague memory of it, a team in green. <laughs> and it, and Baird, Ian Baird, he was like my first, you know, yeah. hero striker. And I remember, I'm sure he like powered in one of his headers, you know, like he did. And the place exploded and that was and that it. Then I was sucked in, never to be released. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe 50p to get in as well. That's if only that was still it. It's like 40 quid now. I know, the old I know. man said he used to go out with a fiver and come home with change on a night out. <laughs> Mental. Well, even when we got promoted in 89, I think it was six or seven quid a game. I had a season ticket. My season ticket was 130, 140 quid um, for the season. And, and away games were easy. You didn't have to have all sorts of cards and membership things and all that. You'd just turn up and go in. So, yeah. But, yeah, that, that really kind of got me... Really, yeah. Now you're paying 134 quid for a scene ticket at Fazzy Celtic. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, it, it is quite expensive. I think it's about like 80 pounds or something, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite expensive. You can just, so you just turn up on the day. I mean, you've done it regularly, it's like a cost yeah. like a fiver. Well, I can yeah. go yeah. in for free because I do a lot of media. I, I think there, it's three so. quid for concessions, like students or old people, so it's like three yeah. quid to get in. <laughs> That's what it should be non league for me, but mm. oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The food in non league is, is yeah. great as well. Uh, what would you say your, your biggest highlight or you know, the, the biggest moment is supporting Leeds United. Yeah, I suppose it was when we won the league in '92. I mean, that was—I mean, getting promoted was amazing. That was my first success. You know, seeing Leeds being good and promotion. I mean, in '87 we missed out, and we got to FA Cup semi-final and lost, didn't we? And we, and we lost the playoff final. I think that was the first ever playoff final. I'm not sure. So, we were, so I was absolutely gutted '87. It's not the first one we lost anyway. No, no you're not wrong. You're not wrong there. It's not the only one we Chuffing lost. I should L. say. Chuffing hell. Um, we never won one, have we? No, never. No. Yeah. Which is why we definitely um, need to come first and second this season. But winning league in '92, I mean, it was mental that we we went up. You know, we finished fourth in the first. Imagine a team going up to the Premier League now and finishing fourth in their first season. That was back in the day where it were only top three. You were in Champions League, though, wasn't it? You were, you were in Europa if you were in fourth. Yes, place. I think so. Yeah. Because um, that's why we eventually lost all that money <laughs> under yeah, Ridsdale because yeah. we finished fourth that season. Whereas by nowadays, w- by nowadays we'd, we'd have, we would have qualified for Champions League and it would have made no difference. I know, yeah. I know. it really cost us. Um, but yeah, winning league in '92 was amazing. Kind of surreal, you know. It was kind of we had no right to win that league. It was, no, you know, <laughs> a lot of players who who'd been in the second division were still in the team. Yeah, well, um, it was our second season back in in, in the top flight, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, second season finished fourth and then we won it. So it's like Sheffield United finishing fourth this year, say, and then winning Premier League next year. I mean, that's it's just won't happen. It's unheard it? of. It's, it's, yeah, the entire it's, squad costs six million quid, I think, something like that. Yeah. Which is less than half what Helder Costa costs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you say that '92 season's better, a better achievement than what Leicester City did? Oh, good, good. I, I'd probably say no, purely because there's a lot more <laughs> money nowadays in the game. Yeah, I think the the level is. Yeah, you could compete more evenly, I think. Even though we'd only just gone up and we hadn't spent that much, there was still a little bit more of a level playing field. And now it's just way, way different, isn't it? There's three teams that can win the league. Yeah. Realistically, only two of them. Yeah. And one of them has fallen out of the race. It's a two horse race where one of the horses has fallen over yeah. in Man City. So it's yeah. a one horse race. Leicester kind of did a lead, but the rest of the teams now are so far ahead. That I think it probably wasn't even great achievement yeah. for them, to be honest. And I guess as well in that ninety-one season, we finished in the top four. Leicester City, the season before they won the Premier League, had just survived. So. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the season after they won the league, though, they finished like sixteenth and seventeenth. They yeah. only just survived again. We did the same. We had the worst ever sort of defence of a, a league title or something. Didn't we? we didn't win a away game all season. We finished seventeenth. Yeah, and then I think. Howard went a couple of years later, didn't he? But yeah. it's mental how that happens when when you win the league and you just 
fall off. It's classic Leeds, though, isn't it? <laughs> it? Is it not? Yeah, classic Leeds. I fully expect is if we get promoted to either go down immediately the following season or just struggle really badly because we, we just won't. It'll, it'll just be too hard to compete. I don't expect us to go up and do like a Wolves where they've got. They can just, you know, spend loads and loads of money on yeah, every single position. Cause we, we just won't have that. We'll, we'll be playing. We'll be playing Patrick Bamford up front. We'll have Gianni Elioski on the bench. We'll be playing our team as it is now. Yeah. With a, maybe a couple of extra players. They might raise the game. You don't look at Sheffield United at the moment. I mean, you know, yeah, like that's pretty much players. the same team. Yeah. They, yeah. Are, they are League One players. It yeah, was well, just think... got all the way up. Like Bournemouth players, they did the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the other night against Man United, I think six of their first team players, Sheffield United, played in League Two. So, yeah. yeah, that's just, yeah, it's mental. It's mental. Um, well, Andy, of course, you're known for all your paintings across yeah. um, across Leeds. Me and Charles, we, we love seeing them when we drive up here. Pick you up from Lee's train station. We go down Kirkstone Road, and we love seeing them all. Oh, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot, a lot of other people they they love looking at them My as well. You know, the, the match one, day is it? Yeah, that's to be redone. And unfortunately, I still haven't got around to repairing that one, yeah. but it will be. I quite way. like the uh, Gary Speed one. Have you read on that one? I haven't done that one yet either. It, weather. Yeah. Every time I get some time, it's like it is today. You know, I'm I'm going sort of slowly through them when I can get dry. You know, spare time if you like. Yeah, so so um, you did most of them in the summer, I'm guessing then. Um, the yeah, the originally yeah yeah and the, yeah they were done in the summer holidays when I'm off school and also in evenings and stuff because yeah. it stays quite light on it and that and, yeah. and dry so yeah I did loads and loads. Yeah, how did yeah. it all start? Uh, what what made you want to start painting all these uh, boxes? Well, I, 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 where I live in Burley, it's there's a lot of graffiti around. There's a lot of this tagging stuff. I mean, it's all over the city now, isn't it? And it, it really started to ruin our area, and it still does. So me and my friends started painting over a lot of those boxes just with trees and stuff and all we could think of. And then when I, I walked down through Albeck to the game with my son over that little footbridge down by my Gary Speed, and, and I thought, wouldn't it be nice to do a few Leeds United ones, you know? I've always been obsessed with kits and designs and badges, and, like, I love the smiley and stuff. Yeah. And Leeds has got a, quite a lot of iconic design, I think. Um, and even now, I'm far too old to buy football shirts, but I'm still like, oh, what's the shirt going to look like and what's the trim and all that. So I've always... I think I've been in... Maybe I should have been a designer or something. I've probably been in the wrong <laughs> job, to be honest. Um... So I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do one, and then I thought that looks quite cool, and then there's another one. And what do you think of that third kit then? That light blue. <laughs> it's just, just, I just don't get me started. It's not Leeds United. It's not. I don't know why we don't do a yellow kit. I I, I, I don't know. I Apparently, don't sell. Yellow doesn't, doesn't I, I sell. Love, the, the, the yellow strongbow kit is one of my favourite ones we've ever done. I, you can't. I, I I'm a traditionalist, and you know all that kind of stuff. And but kits are kits out for. Me, the kits are for kids, aren't they? And yeah. teenage lads, and and that pink and grey one. I mean, I, I thought it was horrendous, <laughs> but it sold absolutely. It's the best selling away kit of all time, I think. So, Rads is just going to go. Well, yeah, you know, there's no point doing a traditional yellow kit because they sell more. So, yeah. you know, you've got to take it on the chin. What, unfortunately, what, what, what do you think of the Centenary shirt? <laughs> the one that no one could buy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it. Uh, with the uh, gambling logo on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I mean... <laughs> Sorry, I know we're derailing your podcast. Oh, it? No, that kit's awful, though. It would have been nice if everyone could have bought it, do yeah. you know what I mean? And it didn't make sense to me that everyone couldn't, because even if you wanted to do a really expensive one made out of, I don't know, gold leaf cotton from the fields <laughs> of you know Brazil or something... You could have just done a normal one of that, couldn't you? In it for fifty quid, and everyone. And I think people felt left 100, out. One hundred and fifty quid. I know you got the book yeah, as well. That's no, his I'm... book. But one hundred and fifty. But they could have done one thousand nine hundred nineteen of them, and then just done the same shirt, but out of normal stuff and without the book. And 
I think everyone felt, well, I'd like to buy a Centenary shirt, but obviously, even if I can afford it, the chances of getting one are slim. So I'd, I'd, I was a bit mystified by that marketing yeah. decision, to be honest. But I mean, it's the, the revenue of the club's gone massively up, so Rod clearly knows what he's doing with regards to marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there must have been, you know, reason behind it, and there was obviously, I think this pale blue one sold loads from what I've heard, so yeah, I did. don't know. Yeah. What's your favourite evolution I get? Oh dear! Can off top three. And is it home and away? I mean, I could talk about kids <laughs> forever. The yellow away one, which is before my time, which is the smiley with just the blue and yellow stripe down yeah. there. It's just oh man, it's just it's just like kit porn. Isn't it? <laughs> it's just gorgeous. I think Alan Clark here wore that, didn't he? Towards and that, and then then the pe- I love the peacock badge, the admiral kit peacock badge with the little admiral yeah, things down sure. there. Um, you can you can buy that in the retro kind of thing in the shop, yeah. can't you? Um, I like the diagonal LUFC letters. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a class A, it's just plain white in it and all that. But um, I don't know why Admiral, I, don't, I, I love that kind of thing down the side. Um, and I wish that when we got Admiral in 93, I was hoping they'd bring it back, but they didn't. But <laughs> you know, maybe one day, I don't know. It's yeah. going to be Adidas next, I think, isn't it? Apparently. They make good kits to yeah, yeah. as well. They do. Yeah. What's your favourite kit? The one that you're wearing? No, I love the smiley badge, but my, as I've said previously, my favourite is that uh, the yellow strongbow kit from the Champions League because the first, I think it's the first league shirt my dad ever bought me. There's two little blue Yeah, things. I did that on a box, yeah, on Curtis Road. I did a little so, version yeah, that, of that. That's yeah. my favourite favorite one. Mm, I think my my first kit was back in League One. We had, um, it was a dark blue and light blue stripe kit, and that's my favourite because it, because it was my first one. And I, I do still quite like it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back with the paintings, how, how long does one of those take? They would they would take sort of at least two evenings I'd say you know I'd, sometimes three evenings really because you've got to do a it's not like decorate now but you have to do like a base coat and let it dry and then another coat and then you know it would it would take two or three evenings really um, yeah. for each one so but I'd kind of have two on the go that were near each other so while that would were drying I could nip off and do something on that one and then zoom back between the two kind of thing yeah but yeah. Um, Far too long, you know, really, for a, a normal person to spend painting boxes in the street. <laughs> so we made, we made it. So. What, what are you doing again? Just, why are you doing this? Oh, I can't. I can't go out tonight and paint in the box on my street. Yeah, well, yeah I know. Said, said, said you need to get a bird, mate. You really do. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, someone went round. Someone or a group went round and uh, and destroyed them all with black paint. Yeah, he did a couple first, painted them red down Ellen Road towards Cottingley Cemetery. And sent this really weird email, and we and we didn't put that in the papers because it were quite sinister. Do you know what I mean? And I didn't want my mum and dad reading it, and they've been through loads of stuff lately. And I thought they don't. I know my mum; she'll start worrying and yeah. get murdered and all this kind of stuff. So I didn't. And I said to Evening Post, "You're not putting that in because they wanted to put it in because it was a great story and all this kind of stuff." You know. <laughs> um, and then when they did it again, and he did loads of them, I spoke to Phil A actually and said, "Phil said, look, I think you're going to have to publicise this now because." the backlash will probably be quite big and that's the only thing that's maybe going to put this person off from doing it again so I think you're going to have to sort of publicise it so I rang Evening Post up and said right we'll have to sort of put it in so they did and then it all went a bit a bit crazy didn't it really? must have been nice to feel the support from people around oh, yeah. the city oh, it, it sounds it was amazing it sounds like cheesy doesn't it sort of but it was I, I didn't you know I thought maybe a few Leeds fans would kick off but it was like got hundreds maybe even a thousand messages on my phone and people writing into paper weren't they and that, they had that GoFundMe going for you yeah it was insane <laughs> they raised money for me to paint again some 
Facebook group set up a, face, a group against <laughs> the <laughs> residents against graffiti, didn't they? Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. It went mental. It yeah, went it, mental. Was, it was bonkers. And even people people were stopping me in the street and saying, look, I live in Olbeck and I, I don't even like football, but I loved your art. It brightened it up and it covered up the mess, you know, and, and he's just made it worse now. Um, so I didn't get a single person agreeing with him not a single one honestly no. out of hundreds and hundreds obviously you got that you do you agree with the bt and virgin the council that you are to do the well boxes? i'd already got permission anyway yeah. so all his, his very strange reasons about me being unauthorized vandal were completely untrue anyway and he he was actually he's the he yeah. was the vandal because yeah. he didn't have permission to do it um so none of it really made any sense um so it was it was very very strange and he sent emails to my band as well like personal ones, which got a little bit kind of, you know, it's in from the anymore now kind of thing. Um, he called me a middle-class prat, which I thought, well, I'm going up in world. <laughs> I live in a back-to-back house, you know what I mean? A knackered 15-year-old van, and I'm suddenly Boris Johnson or something. I don't understand how... And I don't... And then he started going on about it might be a race issue. You know, multi, Holbeck is multicultural, yeah. so you shouldn't... Too many white people go to football, and... It just seemed to change and go off on all these different tangents on why. You just seemed like a disturbed person. Yeah. Was it just one guy then, or was it? Or was it actually? Not only will ever know. I don't think it was a gang of them. Can you imagine four of them being asked? <laughs> to, can you imagine you sent him you three? Will he come spend two evenings <laughs> with me? Just tell you, get lost, won't they? It's not yourself, aren't they? Yeah, it was just some weirdo, wasn't it? I think he's yeah. just. I don't know. Very eloquent though. The emails were beautifully. <laughs> yeah. It'll have been some antiques roadshow watching. He'll have been probably middle class. He'll have been th- walking around the area uh, and thinking, oh, I, I just want everything to be blanket, you know, dull colours and the fact that somebody's doing, going out of the way to do something. I, either that or they'll have been a, a fan of an opposition club, possibly. I don't think it will. I genuinely, I think they might, maybe I'm naive, I think it's some kind of unwritten rule. If I'd have done it in Manchester, then they'd have had every right to destroy oh, yeah. them. Yeah. But I think even the most ardent, Man United fan would go, well, he's done that in Leeds. It's his city, do you know what I mean? I mean, my, I've got a few mates of Man U, and they were like, they look great. I, I bumped into a, a Blackburn fan on the train a couple of weeks ago, you know, we, we beat Blackburn yeah, at yeah. Ellen Road, and it, it was just like, it was it was more in the morning. It's like, if you, don't, if you don't like it, go home. It's like, I'm not worried about the city. If you don't like it in the city, leave. Yeah, well, exactly. this guy also said, can we have more of, of Andy's non-Leeds United ones? In all Beckham Beeston, and I said, "Well, a if you'd have asked me, I'd have done it. Yeah, maybe, you know. And b why don't you go do something then? If you're that, you know, bothered, you get for your backside and go do something. <laughs> it's not, it's not. You know, they're not um, offensive pieces of artwork either. They're not like lead stuff with like any, uh-huh. any kind of offensive language on, offensive uh-huh. imaging. It's all just kind of celebrating the kind of history and the legends of the club and the symbols of the club. And it's not, it's not harming anybody. That is aggressive." It? Not, not even the word, it's in not the even word slightly. Marching on together is ag- aggressive because it's marching like an army. I, don't, I, mean, I mean, I haven't even done one that says marching on together actually, so I've put MOT on stuff. But I mean, everyone yeah. knows it's just the song, it's not an aggressive marching, yeah. is it? It's just. And the together, the together part <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really imply division, does it? Yeah, no, yeah. no. Just, yeah. Just, no. Yeah. So, anyway, but um, yeah, so I think you know, hopefully that's stopped and I'm, like I said I'm slowly ploughing through sort of redoing them all and I've done about two thirds of them now yeah that's really um, good and the support was amazing but the club of, of course noticed they invited you to a game as well yeah yeah we had a lovely VIP day me and Danny I've never done out like that before you know kind of you know posh food and posh seats and chat with Angus Kinnear <laughs> yeah yeah and James has been really nice James Mooney and we, he gives me and Danny free tickets now which is great I can't afford to go out games you know it's 
I mean, down it's 50-odd quid probably. Um, so just give you free tickets? Well, I, I James said, look, you know, there's, there's uh, spare seats, so if just if you want to come, just just let me know kind of thing. Can I help out with these pins? <laughs> <laughs> hey, honestly, I nearly kissed him when he said that because it's just brilliant. <laughs> not having to worry about, you know, some, I don't, I'm not, you know, some big sub story, but some weekends, Dan, can we go to a game? Like, oh, I can't afford it this weekend, you know, and then all his mates go and you feel like a right, you know, terrible father and all that. So to be able to just go, can we come? And James goes, yeah, sure. That's just, it's yeah, great gesture of a club. Yeah, it's been really nice and they're meant to be giving me some money to, to um to commission it and stuff um i think that's coming through soon um and therefore when it's apparently legally when artwork is commissioned then it's officially illegal to destroy it then and yeah, he and yeah. he said in his email i will not <coughs> commit crime i will not damage commissioned artwork and all this kind of stuff so that should hopefully sort that out. Really. That, that is awesome. I, I I love how the club have, have have done that for you. That that that's amazing. Have I've you got, got any more paintings lined up? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I've got. I've, I want to finish redo the ones that were ruined, but I've got a book full of ideas. Yeah. Any um, requests? Uh, people do. People ask me to do more. Can you come and do one in Marley? Can you come and do one in Rothwell and all this kind of stuff? Uh, I've got. There's some. There's some. There's some plane boxes on Beeston Hill. You know where everyone walks down Beeston yeah. Hill to the ground. I used to walk down there years ago. That was my route. Um, and I've started one at the bottom of Beeston Hill, um, which I want to do. I want to do Champions '92. Really, I've got to do that. Really, I think. Yeah. Um, and if we go up this year, I've got to do one for that. But I've got loads of ideas, yeah. Um, but I don't want to tell you because then, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, surprise, yeah, yeah. But but <laughs> the paintings are awesome, so keep on doing. We, as, as I say, me and Charles love love spotting oh, thanks, them. On man. I mean, they're so. easy. It's not. I'm not. Yeah. On, I've never done any art before in my life. Um, never had any art training. I just nick some stencils and <laughs> my sister's little yeah. girl, essentially, and I just cracked on. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. We, we we love it because when we're driving to and from podcasts, we see him on our route down, and we're walking to the ground. We see him down, and we walk from because uh, we we go for a drink before the game uh, up at the Dragon, uh, right? And then we walk down. We see some <laughs> on the way down, and obviously, me and my dad when we got games walk down Beeston Hill, so we see right. some some uh, up, up that kind of that area as well. Well, people said, which were really lovely, you know, it's part of our going to match experience yeah, yeah. now, isn't it? And walking to game with my son is one of my favourite bits at game. I don't know why it is. You just walk and you chat about what's going to happen today and I don't know. So if I could add a little bit to that, and I just sort of paint them and didn't think about it really, but then people said, no, we love it. And the kids say, you know, who's Gary Speed, Dad? And they yeah. can tell them. And what does that, what's the smiling badge? Because some people are too young to know what that is. And, to know that like kids are doing that is kind of really nice, you know. Yeah, and it's great for memories, just pointing out to people. Yeah, I remember that. Or, yeah, or that you know it's the reason. Great, great way of kind of showing the legacy <laughs> of the club. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's awesome, awesome, awesome work. So, 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 so keep oh, it cheers, on. Cheers, man. Uh, well, let's uh, look back at Leeds United's last couple of games. Then uh, let's start with the game from last Saturday, two-one win uh, over Leeds Town away at Kenilworth Road. Uh, Charles, I mean, this was quite a good performance from Leeds United, wasn't it? First half, especially, I thought we were excellent in the first half. Uh, it's one of them kind of classic Leeds things this season where we've been like really good in the first half scored no goals <laughs> yeah and then being a bit dodgy in the second half but scored yeah it's, it's very strange <laughs> yeah i mean we were brilliant in the first half we, we did we everything ha- we but score <laughs> yeah. we did everything but score i mean i think bamford he hit the woodwork uh that tal one. roberts he forced a good save that from goalkeeper chance. james Shea, who had a really good game for, for luton town did their goalkeeper he made the uh, efl team of the week and i saw someone arguing that david raya should have made it and i was just like well we had 12 shots on target the man turned into like prime buffon also <laughs> for some of them saves everyone does fill the team don't they <laughs> Kane, also, we- Kane Kane. Westwood's a prime example yeah. people yeah. get 
getting themselves so worked up over the EFL team of weeks. Like, I don't, who cares? I don't even know. Who cares? Good, to be honest. I don't yeah. I, I only have a look when we've got a player in it. Yeah. So uh, Ben White's in it most weeks <laughs> this, yeah. this season. Yeah, he be as well. And rightly so. Yeah. Of course, two changes to the starting lineup. Bavardi, he came in for Liam Cooper. He was uh, on the bench, was Cooper. And Pablo Hernandez, he came in for Helder Costa, which I was quite surprised about because Helder Costa, I felt, played well against Blackburn Rovers. But Pablo Hernandez had a, had a good game. And uh, yeah, as we say, we were brilliant through the entire first half. Did everything uh, but score. It was 0 0 at half time, but we did go. 1-0 up uh, shortly into the second half on their 51 minutes. Uh, Phillips winning possession uh, off Izzy Brown. Ben White then sprinted forward with the ball, played it to Bamford, uh, who finished uh, brilliantly. It, it was a fantastic finish, Andy. Um, well, the pass from the pass from Ben White, at first I thought it must have been click or something, because this kind of outside of the right foot, kind of Messi-esque, Messi-esque <laughs> pass. This is, this is after he's run like 60 yards. Yeah, I know, I know. Well. and it was only when I looked at the replay, God, it was Ben White, you know, I, I know he can do amazing <laughs> stuff, but I don't think he's ever laid a pass on like that for a goal before. And then Bamford at the moment, you just you just worry for him, don't you? Is he going to finish? And he's going, and that's like, yeah, brilliant. Why can't he do that every time? But yeah, fun, yeah. and I think he gave the keeper the eyes for the far corner because you're always meant to shoot across the keeper, aren't you? Yeah. And I think that was really clever. Yeah, um, it was a fantastic finish. Yeah, keeper yeah. should have done better at his near post, probably. But it was a fantastic finish from Bamford. Great shit house for him for celebration as well. He was going to go sell. He was going to go celebrate with me. <laughs> those, those kids in the front row <laughs> that were just swearing at him was hilarious. Yeah. A lot of ten-year-olds giving <laughs> major fingers. For <laughs> I mean, Bamford, we're going to go celebrate with the uh, with the subs warming up, but instead he turned around and was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do the year to the... To the uh, <laughs> he's to getting, the, he's the getting a bit of a, a kind of shithouse streak in him, isn't he? The, the kind of robbing that... Uh, him and Clicker, like, the Bamford, <laughs> becoming the oh, worst. Yeah, well, yeah. he's becoming a fan's favourite, not for being a good player and being a good striker, but for shithouse. <laughs> he's gone from, like, posh boy to a, a bit of an hard nut, really, hasn't he? Well, a very posh hard nut, violin playing, you know... The kind um, of guy that would square up to you in weight rows. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit like that. I like that, yeah. Over oh, an brilliant. avocado. Yeah. Or <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was of course get, uh, he, get the last chicken salad off you yeah. <laughs> uh, that was of course his uh, second goal in two games his first goal in open play for 13 games of course since that 3-0 right. win away at uh, Stoke in August uh, so really real place for Bamford uh, hopefully uh, he kicks on from that uh, the Leeton Town commentators though for, for this goal oh, they were horrendous the whole game mate. not no, just for the goal well, they were really, the whole because the it, and from the first time I saw it the incident where the ball comes into Izzy Brown and Calvin kind of gets right side of him and it's a bit of a it's kind of contact but it's a bit of a 50-50 it's kind of like yeah, yeah. it's it's strength you, like you would never think if, if you saw that game for a free kick you'd think that's really soft there was a couple of free kicks last night I thought was soft but we'll get on to that <laughs> um, they just kind of tussled for the ball and I think Brown saw that he wasn't going to get the ball so I thought I think he thought right I'll just I'll just hit the deck and you know maybe well, he did an actual sort of leap didn't he it, it made out that he had his foot dragged but there was yeah. no contact on his yeah. feet really. well it wasn't a foul it wasn't a foul but the no. little commentators were like oh come on ref come on ref this is a foul did you hear what they were saying for the um, when I think because they couldn't find the ball for a while then Kiko found it on the pitch but they'd already threw, threw yeah. a new ball and so Kiko booted it over the yeah. stand because so, so were... Kenilworth Road is like it's just tiny ground is, yeah. he booted it into someone's like back garden <laughs> and they wanted him getting booked for ungentlemanly conduct yeah. so literally two balls on the pitch he goes to kick one away so they can carry on with the game because Luton Town's ground is a shithole like it's tiny he, the ball goes over the stand and like oh ungentlemanly conduct he'll smash a green ass or something ungentlemanly conduct he'll smash a green ass or something give him a 
yelling, Beth. <laughs> it was literally that. And then, they, they were unsufferable, unsufferable, insufferable yeah. the whole game. I mean, they started well. They started well. I was like, oh, yeah, these are decent commentators. But then oh. when Bamford scored, that girl, they were like, oh, come on, Beth, that's a foul on Brown. And then Bamford scored, and I was like, oh. Scott, but that right. is a foul on Izzy Brown. But yeah, but that is a foul on Izzy Brown. <laughs> I keep going to say, should be. I saw him do that little leap. I thought, nah, he's made a meal of it. No, you, that, you, you like to see that with referees. You like to see them, um, you know, calling out people's antics, thinking, just looking, you think, sort yourself out. My <laughs> You're a professional footballer. My mate's a referee and he books them for diving all the time. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Sort of one thing I like. I mean, if you, if, you, if you want to know who the Luton Town commentator was, he was called Simon Pitts. Uh, on Twitter, uh, it is at Simon Stato P. His account is still on private. Yeah, he got made private because all of these fans went onto his page after the game and yeah. had a go at him. And it's still private, still. Yeah, I don't blame him, to be honest. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Uh, but for the next five, ten minutes after we went with the up, we were quite woeful, to be fair. Luton came at us a lot more. It was like we forgot how to play football for ten minutes. Yeah. It was really weird. It was like watching a Sunday League team play a, an average championship side, which is what Luton are. And we just... We stopped closing down. We kind of thought, right, well, that's one nil. We've won this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a bit like that ten-man Wigan game, where a little bit of complacency maybe. And um, I mean, that the cross for the goal was it, it went past Bradley, like it wasn't there, didn't he? Really? Yeah, Bradley didn't close him down enough, no. and um, I think it was a bit of confusion between Bradley and Phillips over who was gonna close him yeah. down. Yeah, yes. And then Ailing should. Um, it was also. I don't like to call out the killing too much because I like him as a player, but he he was guilty for for bad marking on the corner that for the goal that. Um, I think it was it was the one that QPR yeah, scored, it was, yeah, it was. and and this was another one where he was three or four yards away from his man at the back post. You've got to be tighter to him, yeah, make yeah. it at least a difficult chance. And it was just a, it, it was a free header. Yeah, a free header from James Collins to uh, equaliser. I'm not even sure their second one was offside. You know, <laughs> no, I it wasn't. We got away one there. Yeah, we'll get onto that in a second. The thing is, all sorts on Twitter wanting about angles and stuff, and yeah. it didn't look offside to me. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get onto that in a second. <clears> uh, yeah, the equaliser came on 54 minutes. James Collins free header. Uh, Izzy Brown, we're uh, getting his uh, sixth assist of the season, and he uh, he marked it by. Uh, running over to Leeds fans and having a go, <laughs> yeah. which uh, that went down well. No, <laughs> I don't know why, why he would do that. I mean, nobody was he, against Izzy Brown when he was at Leeds. People yeah, were chanting, you're too shit to play for Leeds. Oh, wait, I didn't hear that on the yeah. telly. Right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But it was a yeah. poor goal to concede, though. And then, uh, as you said, shortly after Luton, they thought they had gone ahead. Uh, they got the ball in the back of the net from a corner, but it was ruled offside. Controversial, because it wasn't offside. I, I looked at an angle and... Th- our, our full-back's playing him on. It, it's not offside. The lino took a long time to chuck his flag up as he well. Did. Yeah. It Phil, was a, It was a good minute. <laughs> Phil Hurst said that, and he said that just put doubt on it for him kind of thing, that it, it'd taken so long to make the it decision. Looked, it, I'd have been annoyed if that had been chopped off for us. I don't care. We need every bit of luck we can get. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get promoted. Yeah. I'll it, take them out every day. Yeah, it's nice to have a bit of luck as well for once. Really nice to have a bit of luck yes, for once. I think it is. We've, um, got, uh, we've got Keith Stroud refereeing at the weekend, so you can kiss that goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> um, With no luck at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, of course, Liam Cooper held a cost of Jack Clark. They came on. Uh, good to see Jack Clark back in the first team. And then uh, we took control of the game again and uh, left it late, but we did find a winner uh, in Addy time. A nice build up. Uh, the ball into the game near right and post. And Bamford and Luton defender Matty Pearson um, slid uh, to try to win the ball uh, and ball in up going in the back of the net. Bamford thought he had scored a second, but uh, it has now gone uh, down as a known goal for uh, Matty Pearson. It was a really good bit of movement because he, he yeah, went he went as if he was going to go to the far post and then he darted near post, so he got round the defender, around the right side of him. And he, he obviously defender's gone in to dive in. I'm not... 
from I don't think from any camera angle, it's really difficult to see who gets the actual the final touch. Did Bamford get anything? I think he got summer on it, and then it hit the defender, and then went in. Yeah. So is that if if Bamford's touch was still on target, it's classed that, that, as his goal. Yeah, his maybe goal. maybe it wasn't. I don't he know. says he got studs to it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I don't really care. To be, we've scored more a lot of own goals this season. Like we got one against Derby, one against yeah, West Brom, yeah, one against Luton. Mm. And a last-minute winner, which is uh, always nice. And uh, yeah, two-one win away at Luton. Then uh, that made it three wins in a row, unbeaten in six, uh, four wins and two draws. And that puts into second place in the championship table. Uh, we were still two points behind the uh, league leaders West Brom, though. Uh, but that win did put us in good stead heading into a Tuesday night's game uh, against Reading uh, and their thirteenth man, which is their fans. I don't know if you see their team sheet every week. Thirteenth. Number thirteen is the fans. <laughs> is that what it says? Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I always thought cringy. the fans. I always thought the fans were the twelfth man, but. <laughs> No, the 13th man. That's not Redding. ironic with oh. Reading's woeful support. Bloody 15,000 attendants and empty seats all over the place. Yeah. Don't they have a singing section oh, or something as well? Yeah, they, they've got kind of their own like 1871 Ultras section they've got going. Do you, do you remember that We Are The Royals music video they made as well? <laughs> say, no, that sounds dreadful. You look at that on YouTube and, right. try, and try, try to finish the full video. I guarantee you'll cringe <laughs> your way off it halfway yeah. through. Just search the Reading song. and yeah, Just put Reading We Are The Royals. Listen right. to it. It's it is awful. awful. It is awful. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, the game uh, against Reading away at the yeah, Majeski Stadium. Uh, Charles, this was not a good game at all, really. Quite boring. Before we get on to that, does anyone know why it's called the Majeski Stadium? It's the bloke's name, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? The guy who, who bought the club, I think that is second name. I can't remember yeah, he's now name. the uh, co-owner. Of course, the other yeah. co-owner is the head coach, Mark Bowen. Oh, I know, I know. He's the he was a sporting director, sacked the manager, and then employed himself as the manager. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Which will be crazy. a bit like, yeah. It'd be a bit like if you were the president of a company. And I mean, it's like what Chilino would do. You had a vice president, and then you fired the vice president, took his salary, and just did his job as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like what Chilino would probably do. Yes, definitely. Yeah. That's a Chilino move, that, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, this was an awful game, and I say that for both sides. Um, Reading did the kind of thing that Gary Monk does whenever he plays us, where he does this kind of deep, uh, kind of narrow block in the, in the in the kind of their third, where you, you just keep one or two in, in Reading's case big shithouse strikers up front so just lump balls to and win corners yeah, that's yeah. all they did for about yeah. 60 minutes and yeah. it was it was hard watching and we made it even harder by the fact that we were sloppy on the ball we we, we looked shit I remember saying to me brother in the pub it's like we're playing in an FA Cup final not ready no way it was for the how sloppy and nervous we looked no, all yeah, the time yeah, yeah. we were giving the ball away a lot Pablo and Click in particular were giving the ball away a lot and we just couldn't really get going Um and obviously they had they had a chance early on where they they kind of whipped they got it on one of their counter attacks they whipped it through and it, if it was a better pass across into the box could have been probably a goal yeah it could have been um, if it wasn't for Kiko's positioning uh, for their header on target he really good positioning so he kept that kept that out yeah uh, they were they weren't the, people were saying that they were the better side they weren't the better side because they didn't have any of the ball they didn't actually. They didn't get through at any point. They didn't yeah. pass through. No, but well, we were the better side. Yeah, because we, we were constantly pushing. We just couldn't really get there because such yeah. a deep block. I was just saying, it's like playing a Gary Monk team. They just make the game horrible and unwatchable and yeah. boring. Because they <laughs> packed out the midfield, so there wasn't much movement for us to yeah. you know, to create stuff. Phil Hay, he tweeted a picture of a free kick in the second half um, that Reading were defending, and they had all uh, all 11 players in their box defending. <laughs> I mean, we had about five players I mean, there. everyone was raving about John Swift before the game, how, how good a, a kind of creative midfielder he was. It was pretty much non-existent yeah. for me yeah, watching yeah, the game, yeah. apart from a couple of free kicks. Ajari yeah. was a bit kind of creative and a bit tricky and he, he kind of got the better of Calvin Phillips on a couple of occasions in both halves 
and I thought Phillips had a fairly poor game as well. Um, but let's get, get all the negatives out of the way first. <laughs> Moving on to the positives, I thought Dallas had a really good game. He pushed on constantly. He was um, one of the one of our best efforts of the game was him just getting fed up with us trying to work it in and, and hitting one off the bar, <laughs> which was a really good effort. I wish we'd do that more often. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Ben White had a really good game. He 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 marshaled their strikers pretty well because Mate, Mate their guy and he's a yeah. he's a big guy. Yeah, well Ben White got man of the match. Yeah, yeah, he had another fantastic I, game. I, he had a good game, but I do disagree with that for reasons I'll go into in a sec. <laughs> Kiko Garcia obviously had a great game. kept kept his ninth clean sheet of the season. Yeah, yeah. Really good uh, effort from him. He he dealt with anything. He wasn't flapping at crosses. He only had to make one punch, and he punched it about half a mile, <laughs> which is what you want from your keeper. Yeah. Um, I thought Aylan was all right. I thought he dealt with most everything. Um, uh, obviously Tyler Roberts, I thought was was a, he couldn't really do much on the ball. And when he did have the ball, he got crowded out a bit. Uh, he went, obviously went off injured in the first half eventually. I'm rambling a bit here, lads. So, so I'll leave <laughs> he it. his hamstring, I think, can not he? Yeah, he's yeah. Yeah. hamstring issue. But I thought the subs uh, saved the game for us, personally. Yeah, they uh, are, did. We, are we um, going to talk about the second half? Yeah, we, we will. Uh, of course, uh, one change to the starting 11, though. Cooper, he came back in for Gaetano Bavardi. Shackleton returned to the bench uh, after recovering uh, from injury. Uh, but yeah, as, as we say, it was, a, it was a really, really dull game. As you say, the substitutes uh, changed, the, uh, changed the game, really. Of course, the first. Substitute came off 34 minutes. Tyler Roberts, he went off, as we said, with, with a hamstring injury. He didn't want to come off. I think it was a precaution, so that kind of tells you that it's not too not serious. Too, yeah, um, so he, he could be back uh, for Saturday, or, or if not, and then uh, next week uh, away at Huddersfield. Uh, but Alza Costa, he came on, uh, injected, up with, injected us with a load of pace. And, and some width, which we didn't have in the first half. Yeah, and uh, Alioska, he came on for click midway through the uh, second half. Click had a really poor game, I felt. Um, giving the ball away was, a lot yeah, yeah. and Alioska another winger coming on yeah, we, we, we figured out we had about five wings on the pitch because <laughs> if you class Dallas as a winger which he kind of is uh, as well as a fullback we had him Alioski Pablo Hernandez uh, Jack Harrison <laughs> these are all these that's are all mental. wingers that's mental yeah, I mean no one knows what formation BLC uses half the time the, I mean Sky Sports were confused <laughs> I mean <laughs> Sky Sports showing the starting 11 before the game Bamford was going off the TV screen <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was it was comedic because they have no idea how BLC is going to set yeah. up and, they, and because it's not rigid and BLC's formations are very fluid they have no idea how to yeah. do like a, like a flat formation yeah, yeah. And, and the first question in the uh, in BLC's interview before the game was like oh so are you going with your free at the back formation and it's like yeah, I'm going free it back at stuff. But no one had a clue what formation. Well, we boxed them in the end and it worked. Yeah, so. Alioski yeah, was uh, added that bit of unpredictability that really helped us out. Um, yeah. He was getting on the ball a lot and he wasn't giving it away. He was actually sorting things out and uh, he put a couple of good crosses. He put one over the top, which Dallas hit against the side net. He was really unfortunate to finish that. I think he should have scored that, yeah. Or at least yeah. he, he should have tapped it in for Bamford because Bamford was there yeah, next yeah, to him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we looked a lot better when he was on the pitch. Yeah. And of course, Alioski involved in our winning goal three minutes from time. Uh, free kick from uh, Reading uh, was saved by Kiko Kassane and 13 seconds later, really, really quick on the counter-attack, uh, what the other end, uh, Alioski plays it to Costa on the right and uh, excellent, excellent cross. Uh, finds Jack Harrison. He was, fantastic run from Jack Harrison. Bit of a lucky deflection though, mate. The deflection yeah. off the defender, of the initial defender that's going to closing Costa down, takes it over the centre-back in the box. And Just perfect. Perfectly. Uh, <laughs> and land, lands pretty much bang on on the middle of Jack Harrison's face yeah, yeah. Jack <laughs> he Har- couldn't miss yeah. and Jack Harrison fantastic run full well, he, length of the pitch yeah he ran because he started the move from left back position and runs to the six yard well, this is the fitness box. of Bielsa isn't it yeah. this relentless you know pushing on, on 
the fitness from the, yeah. and the diet and everything, we are definitely the fittest team in the league. Absolutely. I, I mean, so. this is the 87th minute, yeah. and Jack Harrison has gone from left-back, started to move, and sprinted forward and finished the move. Yeah, and he's not a sub as well. He's been on the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> it's paying off, isn't it, this relentlessness? Yeah. There was Forshaw on the EFL show on uh, Saturday night as, as a pundit, yeah. and he was saying, he was saying, you know, it is hard work. Colin Murray's asking him all about it, but he says... We're absolutely knackered during the week, but then when it comes to the game, we're, we're flying. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I mean, Calvin Phillips got interviewed by the EFL as well, and he was basically saying because of this uh, murder ball session yeah, on yeah. Wednesdays where it's constant football and the ball, a ball is never not in play. There's no yeah. uh, kind of stoppages. That when they're playing games, when, when things go out for corners, when you get free kicks, when other teams are stood there kind of panting, we're thinking, right, well, we're still fit for this. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Wednesday, <laughs> a ball had been launched straight back on, they've been straight playing again. Yeah. So. And that's for players who call it murder ball. Yeah. Uh, Cam Phillips said that, but he also just calls, calls it football. football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's basically an eleven-a-side game. It's a full football match. Probably but so, every yeah. any time a ball goes out, there's some there's a coach there on the touchline who just yeah, passes the ball back, back in. in and yeah, and straight back and in. Apparently, they fly in the tackles, and there's no you know there's no hanging back or anything. Oh yeah, um, that's what I heard. So it, it's pretty intense, but yeah. it's paying off. It is. It is. I mean, the amount of late goals we've scored in the well, season. Two late goals. Yeah. And, two late goals. Ninetieth minute now. goal at the weekend. Eighty seventh minute goal. Um, last. Uh, that's it. Last on a Tuesday night, I should say. Uh, <laughs> not last night because when we release it. <laughs> yeah, it's going up Thursday. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll avoid that. But yeah, the late, the late <laughs> goals. Um, and these these are really valuable goals. These are winning goals. Goals that picked us up. Two late goals that picked us up four points in the last few days. If you think about it. Which is which is uh, put as five points currently as things stand right now. I don't think they'll stay that way over the course of this evening. Five points clear of third as things stand right yeah. now. It's just them. Um, we're getting these little bits of luck that you you just dare to dream a little bit that maybe this is <laughs> the season because to dig that win out last night when you you're not <laughs> yeah. playing well and it gets that tiny deflection that made all the difference and you just think that. Yeah, well, it's what, like, good teams, they find a way to win and we found a way to win on Tuesday night. Uh, Jack Harrison, his fourth goal of the season, that's now four goals, four assists for him this season, uh, which is fantastic. First time we've ever won back-to-back games away at the, uh, away at uh, Reading. Um, which yeah, is, we hammered him last year, didn't we? Yeah, so, so yeah, so first time ever we won back-to-back games away at Reading, which is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, that's a phenomenal st- statistic. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as I said, good teams always find a way to win and uh, we found a way to win. We had a great win, three points. And uh, that was one point clear at the top of the table uh, for now. Of course, West Brom, they do play uh, Bristol City at home tonight. They always seem to be playing at home to West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I, I check up, oh, who are West Brom playing? It's at home. <laughs> I don't like, think they kind of have more home games than anyone else, but it does seem It, it way, feels like it? they're constantly yeah. at home. They were at home last week, weren't they? I think it's um, just because whenever, whenever we need a result, we're looking at the, the, what, what game they've got, and we're always thinking, so, and it always happens to be a home game, which is a bit annoying, but, you know, they're not, they're not invincible. They've only lost one game this season. Who've lost to us? Yeah, yeah. that that yeah. When they when people say oh, West Brom's form, they they did do with second half. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. It was it was sort of hanging on stuff, wasn't it? It was torturous watching it. Yeah, well, it yeah, but the, really but was. those that three points there is is, is invaluable yeah, if yeah. they're going to be in the race for top two. And it's great as well. That's the only loss of the season because anytime someone puts uh, West West Brom's form in the WDL. Everyone just goes VLs for Leeds. <laughs> I saw one guy post on Facebook who's like, "Oh yeah, we've only lost one game this season," I, I, and, and he says, uh, "How are you doing, Leeds?" I was like, 
who did you lose that game to, mate? It's like you lost it to us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but yeah, as it stands right now, at the time that we're recording, one point clear at the top of the uh, championship table. Um, yeah, they have to win tonight as well. Cause we've yeah, got they have to win. If, if it's a draw, and we stay top of the league. So uh, yeah, a, a draw will do uh, for West Brom tonight. Uh, but even if results don't go our way, if West Brom do beat Bristol City at home and Preston beat Hull City away, uh, we will remain in the top two and be at least three points clear in second. So uh, we're in a good position that, That's worst-case right scenario as well, three points yeah, clear. Yeah, being in second, I, I don't yeah. like being. You the, know, the, the most important the thing of... is that gap between second and third, yeah. as we found yeah. out last season. That is the most important thing. Yeah. I mean, Whether or not you win the league, it, you, you want to win the league, obviously. But like, no one's like we, we went up from League One in second. <laughs> I, I don't care. I, mean, if we, I couldn't care less about winning the championship, honestly. Yeah, because it would be nice to have a trophy, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> well, last, yeah, last season, even a crap one. <laughs> yeah. But last season. Of course, championship banter page on Facebook. Uh, you got all the other championship fans in there. Uh, but last season, when Norwich were top, place. yeah. <laughs> but but last season when Norwich were top and we were second, they were like, "Oh yeah, we're going to win the league. We're, we're first, you're second. It's like, I don't care as long as we get automatic promotion. I'm happy. I think it's I'm better happy. to be. I don't know if you're on in first place all the time. I think there's a little bit more pressure. Yeah, I think they do say that second is the most boring way to go up though uh, from the yeah. championship because first Who cares? first you get the trophy and uh, playoff winners get the most amount of money going up. And, uh, and they go to Wembley and lift a trophy as and well. They go, and so. they go to Wembley. But, but honestly, you've, you've got to put yourself through 90 minutes of torture where I you know, may or may not win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Autom- Leeds won't. It's the playoff final. <laughs> yeah. So it's... Yeah. Automatic promotion is automatic promotion. And we're on the top two right now. Uh, if you know, At worst, we'll be three points clear in the top two uh, come the end of uh, tonight, Wednesday night. So, um, yeah, we're in a good position. And a gap is opening up as well. A gap is opening up. Uh, could you see Leeds and West Brom pulling away now, Charles? Um... I, I don't want to say that now because <laughs> we're not even in December yet and Fulham appeared to be dragging some form together because yeah, they, 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 they dragged themselves up to third and they've got the quality in their team. They've got Cavaliero and Mitrovic and Tom Kearney. By far the most dangerous. On talent alone, they have the best one in this league by far. Yeah, by a country. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just they've got a, an absolute charlatan of a manager in a, <laughs> in Scott Parker who's just no clue what he's doing because <laughs> <laughs> his players are so good he's winning games like accidentally it's a Guardiola effect yeah. maybe yeah. <laughs> well no it's, it's kind of the exact opposite of what's going on with Leeds because um, Bielsa took a squad of players that finished 13th the season before he took over and dragged them 10 places up to 3rd yeah it's ridiculous what he did last so, so yeah, yeah he, it, we're, we're getting the benefits of a really good manager and they've got the benefits of a really good squad and a really poor manager Yeah, I always think the manager's influence does tell eventually. You, well, it's you, telling good, here. Good players can't drag you through forever. Yeah. Well, it's you telling here right now, isn't it? So, uh, Andy, I'll put the question to you. Go on. Are Leeds going up? Is this the so season? Ask no, me that don't ask him that question. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't, don't put a jinx on it's this podcast. Torturous. Mate. It's torturous. You don't know. It's Leeds United. Anything can happen. We could be 28 points clear with three games to go. <laughs> so and up. the stadium will spontaneously combust. Or, you know. EFL handers in minus 29 points. Yeah, for Point I don't know, Bielsa was playing solitaire, wasn't he this week? Did you see that? So yeah. Solitaire, yeah, they'll, they'll, gambling. So they'll say right, minus thirty <laughs> points for your manager playing solitaire. I don't know, the you know, all the players will break their legs with a game to go and we'll be disqualified. I don't know. You, you, I can't ever say it. I, I daren't because I was last last season. I, I never thought we'd go up last season. To be honest, I, I just thought this is Leeds. This will go I up. thought we'd go up <laughs> right up until the point. We failed to beat ten man Wigan, <laughs> and then I thought there's no chance. Ten this is man Wigan, ten man Wigan does three words. That's going to be on my gravestone. Those <laughs> ten, <you know. laughs> ten man Wigan, <laughs> I hate <laughs> those three words. Ten, ten man Wigan changed this man. <laughs> yeah. it, it's like 
you know, you could go for counselling for just with that phrase alone. That's why I'll, that's why I'll forever hate Reese James, despite how good a player he is, because without him, that Wigan side were awful. Yeah. <laughs> and he just dragged them through. And if he did just that, those three points meant nothing to Wigan. If they could have just rolled over, <laughs> we could have been the Premier they didn't League. Didn't do that, did they? Be, that goal just for half time. Because no, they, they were like, yeah. they were like. 18th or something so they weren't going down it was like two games to go or whatever they weren't going down and they weren't getting mid-table <laughs> I, th- I think the three points only took up one place it's like couldn't you just roll over yeah. just, just do us a favour <laughs> it makes me go cold yeah. even thinking about it kind it, of it, it took a lot of effort to watch the last two episodes of the documentary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it did, it did. like it was a really emotional experience I was in Liverpool when that game was going I was doing a gig in Liverpool and we were in a Pizza Express and we were 1-0 up. And I missed it, the penalty. And yeah, and yeah, and then my mate goes, they've gone 2-1 up. And I remember my head just fell into my margarita kind of thing. You know, just splattered my lasagna and everything. I just thought, of course, because this is Leeds United. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of 10-man uh, Wigan, let's move on to the uh, Leeds United under-23s. They won their game this week uh, to, make it, uh, back, to make it back-to-back wins in the Professional Development League. Uh, they beat 10-man Wigan Athletic, uh, the under-23s, 2-0 <laughs> away at the Shiver. DW Stadium. Shiver. Every time we play Wigan, no matter what team it is, they seem to get a man sent off, which is which is just bizarre. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, was, it, was it this season when we beat them at their place? They yeah, got a man sent yeah, off as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so no matter whenever... How we play Wigan? What game it's in? That was really funny. That because they put that the uh, the Wigan uh, Twitter page announced. So we've had a player sent off, and all the comments just leave fans saying, "Take him back, put him back on right now." <laughs> um, but yeah, a good win for Leeds United under 23s here. It was no not half time, but we went one up on 58 minutes through where Ryan Edmondson and his goal. A good finish after Leeds capitalised on a mistake. Um, good to see Ryan Edmondson back scoring. Yeah, it was a good interception by uh, McCalmont, his first assist of the game, and he he just sent Edmondson. Through and that was the second goal. Yeah, was the, second uh, goal. Oh, was that the second goal? Yeah, the first goal was kind of he intercepted the ball and just led it through, and uh, Emerson just slots it uh, past the keeper, easy as you like, and it was 1 0 up. And yeah. then the second goal was obviously that kind of Iniesta through ball. Yeah. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. What a ball for McCallum. <laughs> perfectly weighted, perfectly executed ball, and John Stevens running onto it from the right, and a, a good finish as well. To, it, it, to make it the best part of it is he, he, was, he stood there on the ball and waited for the run, and then just sent it through, and there was nothing the defender could do about it. Yeah. And then it was 2 0 up, and then you, it's 10 and you, you won the game, haven't you? Yeah, it, it, it was a fantastic, fantastic goal. And a 2 0 win, two wins in a row, as I say. A great experience as well for players playing at the DW Stadium. It's a really nice stadium. Yeah, oh, oh mate, it's, it's a bit of a soulless ball to be honest, mate. Yeah. But it's, it is, it yeah, is I've a, been many times. Yeah, I it's think. but it is a championship stadium, and it's got experience yeah. for the lads because yeah. they, they, if we don't get out of this dreadful league, then they're going to have to go there at some point yeah. when they get promoted <laughs> yeah. up into yeah, the senior squad. Yeah. So it is very soulless. Yeah, and they have a drum and any ground that. Has oh, a Reading had a drum yeah. last night. Oh, it was. I'm a drummer, <laughs> and I hate drummers in stadiums. You yeah, know what I mean, it's. Um, it, I just think if, that, if those 1871 ultras were any good, they wouldn't need that drum giving everyone a mind. <laughs> I was in the away end at Hillsborough the other week, and they had a drummer like three rows behind me, and it was just. Oh, oh. I think it's the same guys who go with England. Pre- Preston have a drum as well every time we go down. Yeah, Leeds United, really we don't need a drum. Yeah, no, we Leeds United, we do not need a drum at all. Uh, but yeah, really good win for Leeds United 23 is there. 2 0 win uh, away at uh, Wigan. Um, in other news, then, uh, Eddie Nketiah, he will begin training uh, this Thursday. Uh, Biel said in his press conference on Monday, and uh, they will take it from there. Uh, hopefully, Eddie Nketiah is back soon, of course. Um, though Bamford, he's picked up a lot of form recently, started scoring goals. So, um, uh, Andy, Ed- Eddie Nketiah will probably find it hard to start still yeah I don't think he will I think he'll stick with Bamford he was he was already very loyal to him wasn't he anyway 
and he was going to start him that game where he keep the R game, yeah. Yeah, and he, then he had this sort of mysterious abdominal injury. But I think he will stick with Bamford now, and I think Eddie will struggle to get back in. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure Eddie will hang around, really, personally. Yeah. I mean, of I course, think, there is a lot of talk of Arsenal yeah. recalling him in January. Can you see that happening, Charles? I think if we don't start starting him, then Arsenal will... I mean, it's, you can't even blame Arsenal for taking him back. They haven't sent him yeah. to the Championship to be on the bench. He's already on the bench for Arsenal. Yeah. They've sent him to the Championship to start games, play games, and get better. Yeah, but the talk about how many games he's playing, you've got to take into consideration that he has been out for quite a number of weeks with an injury. But before he was out, mate, there was, he was on the bench for a long time, yeah. was, fully yeah. fit. But um, he, he was he was going to start that game, though, wasn't he? He was going to start... It was Prime League United that our uh, main striker wasn't scored in like eight or nine games. Uh, we had a... And asked that probably one of the best youth prospects in England sitting on the bench ready to start, and he injured himself 24 hours before. Abdominal as well. Well, I, mean, I heard yeah. it was lower abdominal. Bollock. Yeah, I, I heard it was twisted <laughs> bollock as well. And yeah. I think he just said, "You better tell him it's my stomach because I'm too embarrassed to say it's me nudges." Bamford just two footed him in the, in the bollocks in yeah, training. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I think so yeah, oh, brilliant. Um, um, but yeah, hopefully Enketia <laughs> does stay, obviously. But um, Bielsa in his press conference did say that on Monday that if they need solutions and Victor Orta um, and everyone else will deliver the solutions if they, if they do find it. So basically, if Eddie Enketia leaves, we're going to sign Dwight Gale. <laughs> Victor, Victor Orta. I know a guy Orta. <laughs> it would have to be somebody, wouldn't it? Because if Bamford gets injured, then we're completely up the creek, aren't we? We've got we? Tyler Roberts and... We need, Tyler we, Roberts is, we need a proper number nine, as well. though. Edmonton's and I'd like to just see him yeah. have a ten, if I know we're we never three and up in games anymore, are we in coasting? But I'd love to see him come on for ten minutes, twenty minutes, if we are coasting in a game and we can afford it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. Bielsa is very stubborn, isn't he? And he, he? He just doesn't see. I don't know. He must. Phil Hay said he's, he's gone down the pecking order a lot, didn't he? So I don't know. Probably needs a loan spell, and I think we we'll probably yeah. have to sign. If, no, if Eddie goes back, we'll just have to get another loan in. Yeah. <clears throat> thing is, though, it'd be difficult to if you send Eddie back for not playing, and you approach another club saying, "Can we loan your striker?" They might be going, "Well, why would we give him to you if you're not going to play him?" Yeah, exactly. exactly. That, that is a worry. True. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is an interesting one. Uh, but yeah, Ed, yes, uh, Eddie and Katia, he will return to training uh, on Thursday. Uh, elsewhere, uh, work on the uh, Centenary Square uh, has already started. Uh, Charles, have you, have you seen this yet? Yeah, uh, saw a picture of it uh, today. Actually, I heard I heard it was being kind of constructed. That I saw a picture with Alioski cutting some uh, cutting some ribbon today and pointing well, to his, it with his teeth or you yeah, know, just... you know, with, 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 with a chainsaw while wearing, yeah. while, while wearing a toga. Oh, yeah, yeah, he'll have been dressed as a French maid or something. Yeah. I don't know, something random. Point, pointing to his own brick, and it amazed me the fact he's had ninety-two appearances for Leeds. I know he's played for us for Is three he? years, but even still, that shocked me. Ninety-two lunatic appearances. Yeah, he's, he is. Uh, out on the fringe that lad but you know <laughs> he appears to be enjoying himself and he, he yeah. put a nice Twitter I was going to say Twitter tweet but that sounds ridiculous he put a nice tweet up uh, about the about how he's, he's honoured to be up on the wall with all the the legends of the last 15 years of which there have been few, <laughs> <laughs> few yeah. Yeah. Uh, I heard somebody at Leeds told me that he, he puts um, metal spoons in tea up at Thor Parch and wait till it gets hot and then he goes up to Luke Hale and he puts it on the back of his neck I burn, believe that and burns him <laughs> Apparently, kids do this in schools. I never did that at school, but yeah, it just goes up <laughs> and it just burns the neck. What? Yeah, and that just made sense. No, but it's like, like I, I, I used to do that to family members all the time. It's I, it's I used to get like a freezing can of Coke out of the fridge yeah. and just hold it to somebody's face. It's just yeah. <laughs> just to wind them up. It's probably the most sane thing Galioski actually does. Yeah, it's totally unsurprising. <laughs> that, that is when he's not diving into big piles of cushions. Yeah. <laughs> that was while he was injured. There was a video that came out of him jumping into cushions and yeah. hit, uh, while he's out injured, and people were like, well, that's the reason you're injured. Stop. 
Bloody That's jump, for everyone, man. Bloody, bloody, bloody jumping off the couch. Pablo's going to take a free kick and he bit him in the stomach. Yeah. Oh. That one. Yeah. Do you remember when Pontus like, uh, gave him a hug and he turned around yeah, and just yeah. punched <laughs> the punch him? <laughs> no, but he was uh, saying Alioski got interviewed on Tuesday night. And he was he was saying that um, this is the we were talking about this on the car on, on the way up. Uh, Adam Pope was asking him, "Well, did you think you were going to get the goal?" And he's like, oh, "We are confidence. <laughs> we are confidence. We are confident. We are confident. We are. We are the concepts of confidence." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a nutcase. I heard. Guy. I heard though. They told me at least it was a lovely story actually. That you know he comes from you know poverty. You know you know yeah. very poor yeah. background. So. And apparently when he was doing his signing, you know, his mum and dad were there like in tears, you know, because this transforms their lives, you know. Right. And it's kind of like he's been given this golden ticket and he's going to make sure every chuffing day is, you know, full of insanity <laughs> and joyousness and craziness. Yeah. And it's like every day he wins the lottery, almost yeah, kind of brilliant. thing. So it's yeah. quite nice in a way that he's, you know, this nuts bit of him is just really that he can't believe yeah. how great he's, his life's turned out. His hair has been kind of dyed much kind of like, much more like really light blonde, and it? it's like almost right. like bright white blonde. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so people, I, <laughs> I was chatting with the people in the pub, like on the Square Ball podcast. They said it looked like Grindelwald from Harry Potter. <laughs> I thought it looked like, uh, is it Rutger Hauer from Blade Runner? <laughs> yeah, there's an element of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks a bit like that. Um, there's a bit of '80s pop star in there yeah. as well, you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that BBC video leads, he also said that He's whenever teams hour. beat Leeds United, it's like they've just beaten Real Madrid. Which I thought was really, <laughs> <actually> <laughs> really arrogant of him to say. Yeah, but, you great, know, you, you love great. that kind of arrogance yeah. in your attacking players, especially, don't you? I love it. Could do no wrong for me, yeah. honestly. I don't know how we've gone on to discuss <laughs> Anyway, back to Centenary Square. Yeah, back Centenary to Centenary Square. Square. Uh, it looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I like the idea. I don't really like the idea that it's every player, because I think certain players should be omitted. Yeah, well, well, so, well uh, Harry Kuehl, for one, should have his brick yeah. smashed to pieces. Yeah. yeah that, I wonder <laughs> but, um, if that will stay intact. You can imagine somebody who had a few ales and just getting a marker pen out or something. Scribbles out all the, all the least favourite players. Just yeah. Judas on his brick. <laughs> you can see it, can't you? I mean, yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, on the wall, there's a list of every single player who's played for Leeds United some of them don't have first names it's like Mr Nailer or stuff but of course for West Ham did set fire I think it was in uh, uh, 1959 and it burnt a lot of records and uh, yeah uh, so uh, a lot of records uh, went so basically people don't know who actually played uh, a lot of people do, you know, kind of have an idea yeah. Um, but yeah it's you get like a lot Mr. of underappreciated players that are they're kind of heroes as well. Like from the like the league one era, I was always a big fan of uh, Paddy Kislavo. Oh, I loved him. Yeah, it was such a. It was. Yeah, like, it, was it was a proper old fashion centre. Yeah, proper warrior, wasn't he? That yeah. Man United game, he was immense. In that yeah, game. Uh, the fact he just wore a bandage for on his head for ages yeah. for good luck. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, somewhere in, you know in the West End, I, I went and saw quite a while ago, and on, on walls there's like pictures of like really fantastic League United teams, and there's one picture of Brian McDermott's 2014 team, <laughs> and I was like, why is that there? <laughs> Why am I there? Remind you about shitting. <laughs> you need that, don't you? I, th- I think we need a statue for David Hocker there, just, just, <laughs> just, just, just as a monument for how bad we yeah. were and how good we now are. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what summed it up for me? Mini me off Austin Powers turning up in a lead shirt in, in East oh, End. Do you remember? Christ. That summed it up for me. That was just a normal day at Leeds United. Do you remember those, um, I think there was last year or a year before, when them two Italian kind of reality stars like ran out of the West Stand and were on the pitch. One of them was wearing like, one of those big fur coats and nobody knew who they were. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, it exactly. just became yeah. like you're on acid every day. You went it was just weird, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was bizarre. Uh, has anyone bought a brick for Centenary Square yet? No, because I'm, I'm a student. It cost a bomb. Yeah. I, 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 I bought one. 
I think um, the cheapest is like 80 quid. Yeah, the cheapest one's £70, All and right. then you can get a certificate, which is £10. And I, I got a brick and a certificate, uh, so I spent £80 in total, because I missed out on one in, in, in uh, Bremner Square. No, I've got one in um, near Billy. I've got me and, yeah. me and Danny have got one, yeah. So, and I didn't, yeah, one's enough, you know. Yeah, one's How enough. How many times can you be in the actual you know, structure <laughs> of the club? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, I got one. It says Ed McIntyre, LUFC forever, just for bog standard one day. He recommended you, because cause I'm not creative at all. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I bought a brick, um, yeah, because because I missed out. So I'm um, looking forward to to, to seeing that uh, go up. Uh, but yeah, Centenary Square, that's all started. If you haven't got a brick yet, then uh, definitely go uh, look at that and, uh, and buy one. Uh, time to look ahead then to uh, Leeds United's next game. Uh, we take on Middlesbrough at Ellen Road on Saturday. A Johnny Woodgate kick Middlesbrough. Off as well. Yeah, yeah, of course, former Leeds player Jonathan Woodgate is the manager of Middlesbrough. Um, he's sure to get a good reception, Charles, isn't he? Yeah, it was, I mean... Until Ben White came along, he was the, <laughs> the, great, the greatest <laughs> centre-back we had of this century. Um, but yeah, he got a bit ruined by injuries, didn't he? And then he went over to uh, Real Madrid and was not so good over there. Cause well, his debut, debut, he got sent off, didn't he? He's got he an on-goal. He's got an on-goal and got sent off in the same game. That was, yeah. that was classic Leeds in a way, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was really good for us. And um, even though he was a, got into a bit of trouble with Lee Boy off the pitch, which we won't discuss for legal reasons... Um, he was a really good player for us, and I think he'll get appreciated by the crowd. Yeah, I think there was rumours that Harry Keel was going to join the um, Middlesbrough staff, and it, I find it rather curious that pra- <laughs> that before the Leeds play him at Ellen Road, he's, Harry Keel hasn't joined the staff. Yeah. I won't be surprised to learn that he's joined them on Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an hour after the game's finished, yeah. Lee yeah. Bo- six Lee o'clock suddenly stands yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Come out your cave, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Middlesbrough, they aren't doing well this season at all. They're currently, uh, um, after 17 games, uh, they do play Barnsley at home uh, tonight. The whipping boys tonight. in the league, so they'll probably um, get three points. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, after 17 games, they've won, only won two games, drawn eight and lost seven, uh, to 22nd in the relegation zone, third from bottom, um, on 14 points, only two points from uh, safety. So they're not doing well this season. They haven't won uh, since a 1-0 victory against Reading at home back on the 14th of September. Uh, they've uh, drawn six and uh, lost the other five. Uh, they haven't lost one of the last five games, though, the other four being draws, of course. Um, so they'll certainly want to want to push higher up the table and get away from that relegation zone. But, I mean, the crap. <laughs> the, the crap. <laughs> Andy, we, we, we surely should be winning this. Yeah, but we surely should be beating everybody, shouldn't, shouldn't we? I yeah. mean, There's only about four teams in this league where you think, ah, oh, that might be a tough one. <laughs> you don't know, do you? We could play bloody, you know, Orsforth, St. Margaret's under 10s on Saturday. We should win it 7-6-0 <laughs> and we probably, you know, they'll equalise in the last minute. We, we've lost games to Histon and Sutton United, mate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we might, I keep saying this every week, we're finally going to give somebody the tonking we've been threatening and da da you know, I'm sick of me. It's not going to happen. I'm, I'm quite happily 1-0 our way to the Premier League, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah. bothered about this. I just, it's not good for my heart, that's all. I just like to relax and I don't enjoy watching us. I, don't, I enjoy watching the highlights of games we've won. That's yeah, nice. <laughs> but when I'm there, it's awful. And I just, yeah. I just like to be three 0 up with 15 minutes to go and just sit back and enjoy. Well, the it. last yeah. last season game against Reading, we were three 0 up at half time. And you thought, well, this isn't really a Leeds game, is it? Because there's no, there's no emotional pressure on this. Yeah. now. there's I mean, no way we can ruin this. Like, it was I great mean, just to relax, but yeah. I think we will win. I think we will win. Yeah, three one. 1-0. 1-0. I'm, I'm going to go 2-0 to, to Leeds United. Um, whoscored.com, they say that Middlesbrough have no strengths whatsoever. <laughs> as a club, as a fan base, <laughs> or as a team. Uh, but yeah, they have no strengths. Weaknesses, finishing scoring chances, avoiding offside, defending against skillful players, defending set pieces, aerial duels, and stopping opponents yeah. from creating chances. Middlesbrough are struggling at defending set pieces. Yeah, and aerial duels. <laughs> That's yeah. all they do is defend set pieces. <laughs> That's the um, only thing they've got in their locker. Yeah. 
Uh, he scored. That and long throws, Roy Delap style yeah. <laughs> long throws. He scored.com to say that Middlesbrough style of play is taking long shots, attempting crosses often, attempting free balls often, attacking down the right, and opponents play uh, so aggressively against them. Their strengths are playing football. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just stuff that, yeah. stuff that everyone does in every no, that's football style of play. game. No, that's their style of play. They, they have no strengths whatsoever. I mean, they have forgot, a they're, playing, they're playing Johnny Hansen um, at right back. Are they really? Yeah, yeah, is he at right back? Yes, they're playing at right back. What is going on here? <laughs> Why is he not in midfield? I don't know. I yeah. couldn't tell you that. I've got a pair of his shorts in my cellar. But Have that's you? another story. Did you, steal, <laughs> did, you give them, did you steal them from his house? <laughs> no, my mate. Knew his granddad or something. I, don't know, I didn't even ask for them. They just ended up in my cellar. Man on took pitch and just, yeah. just took them They're off. They're hanging on my cellar ready. So, some, someone said, yeah, do you want a pair of Johnny Houston's shorts? And you didn't ask any questions. No, just took them. They're massive and all. Like, he's right skinny. They're massive. They're like a pair of curtains. Anyway. <laughs> um, Are you sure there is shorts? <laughs> With Thomas Brolins. <laughs> Some, someone wore them. Someone wore Michelle Lasaga's shorts. Yeah, <laughs> so, someone bought Get them. Get in the box, you fat. Someone wore them, stained them with <laughs> grass, and then just said, ah, these are Johnny Alton, yeah. mate. They signed them, actually. He says, to pants. Some, I think it says, it says, some pants for pants or something. <laughs> but you can't read the signature. It could have been anybody. That, that Lasaga video makes me laugh every time. Every time. Get in the box, you fat. C um, word. C word, yeah. and then bang, put in corner. Yeah, mental. That Millwall game was mental. Yeah, 4-3 loss. We were 3-2 up for like 88 minutes as well. Yeah, uh, But yeah, Middlesbrough, they're awful. Leeds, of course, go into it on the back of four wins in a row. Seven uh, games unbeaten. It's important to keep that uh, run going uh, into our next few games. Uh, as we've said many times, they're all winnable. Huddersfield away. Um, and then a few games Huddersfield away is always a hard one, Yeah, it? it is, it is. But um, No matter how crap they are, they turn up. Yeah, <laughs> they'll raise the game, won't they? Yeah. But our next few games, they, they are winnable, really. and uh, Especially heading into the festive period, it's important to go on a run and pick up Who have we got uh, after points. the uh, dog botherers? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, actually. Who is it? Um, I'm going to have a look now. I think we um, got, I think over the Christmas period, I have actually got a few hard games. But we've got Hull at home and then Cardiff at home. Um, if we could home, hammer somebody, simple. I think it could set us up for the rest of the season. Yeah. The confidence is already pretty decent anyway, I think. But if we give somebody a 4-0 hammering, I think we'll fly. I don't know. I think That'd the confidence great. is high at the moment because we think... Even if it's coming to like 85, 86, 87 minutes, we're going to win this. Yeah. And that, that is a great trait to have. To That's think. what Forshaw said on telly the other day. He said exactly that with that last minute Bamford goal at Luton. He said, We always think we know we can keep going. We know we're fitter than everybody else. Yeah. We, we always we know that we that we can always win a game. Even mm. if we're 5 0 down with 90 seconds ago, we believe that we can win. <laughs> Might be pushing it a bit, but <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, important to, to keep the run going, uh, obviously. Um, we do have an average record against Millsbury. Drew both games last season 0 0 at Enrod and then 1 uh, 1 away nil there. Awful. <laughs> it was a yeah, it was. awful game. Yeah. And then, of course, that 1 0 draw away there. Count Phillips scoring the latest yeah. ever goal uh, for Leeds United, oh, 111 yes. minutes. Oh, Jack, Jack got right, ill, yeah. didn't he? And um, Jack Clark got ill, didn't he? So there was that. Yeah, yeah, that kind of Red Bull incident on the bench. I that was the first time my son has hugged me in about ten years when that goal went in, because it's not cool to hug your dad. And that goal went How in. Old is that? He's sixteen now, and he, he never he never he hadn't hugged me since he was about six. Because <laughs> it's just not cool, is it? And when that Philip said it went in, he hugged me, and I. I I thank Calvin for that forevermore. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, surely this this game is going to be a win. Uh, Andy, score prediction again? Bora. Um, uh, I can't see him scoring against us. I, I can't either. I, well, it'll be the Tonkin. 4-0. 4-0. 1-0. Yeah. I mean, we will miss 15 chances and we will score one yeah. that doesn't look like it's going to go in. <laughs> <laughs> and we will win the game and it'll be the last five minutes will be long balls into our box with everyone... Sh- Everyone shitting themselves in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. 
looking at the watches and shouting at the referee. No, it's gonna, it's got to change at some point. Mm. It has to change. Four, four nil. I like. Come, I like come back nil. to this. Come back to this podcast after we played that game. I guarantee <laughs> you, I'm right. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, I mean, they do have some good attackers, as Sombolonga, but he couldn't yeah. hit a band off. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two, two nil. Two nil leads. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, we do need to end the podcast on a sad note, though. Uh, we are recording this. Uh, Eight years uh, to the day since uh, Gary Speed passed away at the age of 42. Yeah. Um, Leeds United legend. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Gary Speed. Um, yeah, really devastating. When, Brilliant footballer, Leeds legend. Yeah, yeah. Leeds from my era, yeah, and he, he won the league. And um, I know a few people who've, who've met Gary Speed. I know Bryn Law quite well, um, and he was obviously one of his well, that's close Sky, mates. Yeah, that guy's sports piece, the camera that he did, where, where yes. he started crying. Yeah. yeah. But my mate Dave Simpson, Dave wrote a book called The Last Champions, which is a great book. And he interviewed most of that uh, league-winning squad. And he said, Gary, it was the loveliest one. He said he didn't want any money for it. He, he just met him in a Costa. He bought him a coffee. He said it was just like going to the pub with your mate. He said, do you want any money? Do you have to give me money to just chat about winning the league? Don't be daft, you know. And he said, he said any time you want to meet up again and chat more. He said he was just as lovely as everyone says, do you know what I mean? Really humble and that. Yeah. Um, and cliche, but I watched him God knows how many times. He never didn't give 100%, do you know what I mean? As cliched yeah. as that can be, he literally ran his socks off every game. Um, and yeah. he, again, he, he's one of the few players who would have been fit enough to fit in Bielsa's team, I think. You know, yeah. I think he I, he, yeah, he was a fantastic player, Leeds United legend, so um, yeah, rest in peace, uh, Gary Speed. Um, but that does bring us uh, to the end of uh, episode 45 uh, of the All Things Leeds podcast, the anniversary podcast. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, as always, to Charles for joining me in the studio. Thanks for having me on, mate, on the anniversary. Yeah, and uh, thank you very much as well to Andy McVeigh for coming no, in. I really do appreciate it. Poppers. You were lying. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I made no such promises. Yeah. <laughs> you, have to, you have to address your, your complaints to the, to the I, podcast. Oh, is it? Hey, don't remind me. I just forgot to buy him. Yeah, I no, forgot to buy him, basically. Um, no, really do appreciate you coming in. No worries, really no. I've enjoyed it. Thanks very much. I need to get you one again at uh, some point. Yeah, anytime. anytime. Um, and yeah, thank you as well to everyone who has uh, listened or watched. We really do appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoyed them, why not subscribe or follow the podcast? Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Uh, share the podcast around as well. Make sure to follow All Things Leads on social media, where Facebook Twitter and Instagram, search up All Things Leads 1 on Twitter and Instagram, search up All Things Leads on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel as well if you have not already, uh, just search up All Things Leads. Uh, follow uh, Andy McVeigh on Twitter as well, at Pants Danny. Can do if um, you uh, <laughs> check out all, all the paintings across uh, Leeds, uh, across the city of Leeds. Uh, follow Charles on Twitter as well. And mine's at Ups and Downs 999. Mm. Uh, I have a few controversial views, so if you don't really like that. Is that the number you ring when we're hanging on to a lead at last minute? Yeah, basically? I mean, Gen- yeah. It genuinely is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, um, you need to check his Twitter profile picture. It's a, my profile pic is uh, it's uh, <laughs> Neil Warnock's face on Colonel Gaddafi's body and, and hair. That's right. Okay, that's already <laughs> given me a nightmare. But fair <laughs> I mean, it's, it's genuinely terrifying. Yeah. But I thought it was so funny. I couldn't. I couldn't look past it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Obviously, follow <laughs> yeah. Ed, Ed too. Yeah. Uh, at Ed. Ed underscore McIntyre at 98 on Twitter I am uh, yeah make sure to follow all of us me and Charles we will be back next week but for now take care and we'll see you soon